No part of this lecture may be reproduced in any form, even for personal use. Sadibay, the bottom paragraph. In this subject of Nikius, which means to be pure of any of the faults as the Torah forbids, the most difficult and important subject is the question of character, Midas. And he spent most of the time in this chapter on this subject. And among the Midas, the most difficult one, and the one that causes most problems, is the Midas of covet, desire for glory. Now it sums up. Kalaadvam, it sums up. The desire for glory is one of the biggest obstacles or snares or traps for people. I shall order that any person can experience. The Epsiloli is even on the corner. It's not possible for a person to be a loyal servant to his Creator. As long as he is worried about his own glory. If his mind is taken up with thoughts about his own glory, how to increase his honor, how to protect his honor, how to overcome others who compete with him in honor, and it's not possible for him to be a real servant of Hashem. Because in any case, no matter how loyal he is to Hashem, he will be forced to reduce his loyalty to Hashem because of his desire, his foolish desire for glory. Zehu Mashamado, and I quote with Dovis, I will make myself even more low than that. And I'll be low in my own eyes. Now that's a case where David was dancing in front of the Aroin Hashem. And his wife, who was a daughter of Shaul, looked from the window and she saw him dancing in the streets and she despised him. And later she upbraided him, she criticized him for lowering himself and dancing in the streets. So he said, no, when I dance before the Aroin Hashem, I'll make myself even lower and I'll be without any dignity at all. So David, the real servant of Hashem, was willing to sacrifice his honor for the service of Hashem. The real COVID, as people should seek, there is a COVID that you should try to get, that's knowing your Torah in truth. Now, when he says in truth, he means not only knowing the Torah, like people learn the Torah in the sense of being a Torah scholar, but understanding the spirit of the Torah, gaining the Torah's attitudes. When a person gains the Torah's attitudes in truth, that's the greatest covet of all. A very important lesson we're learning here, that covet is worth pursuing. And Hashem created the desire for covet in human beings only for this purpose, that they should pursue the true covet, which is knowing the teachings of the Torah, the Emes. 
Only a real covet, which is worth people's work to try to attain, is Torah. Who will get covet? The wise will inherit covet. The Zulos, and outside of that kind of covet, only imaginary covet and false covet. All forms of fame, all forms of recognition, all forms of honor are only imaginary and false. Hevel Abraham. Hevel means it's nothing, and there's no benefit at all in them. The Roy Anokui, the Nokis, or the Shamimimimenu, and the one who is a Noki, a man who's pure in character, must be careful to be cleansed from this and purified from this desire for that kind of a covenant. Shahare. Toharagmua, a perfect and complete purification. Pause yes there. And then he can go ahead and succeed. So he's telling us, in order to succeed in the perfection of character which is Nikias, it's important for a person to combat that instinct for false covet which is so pervasive in human beings. Say that aside. Now before he spoke about the middle of Gav, and Agave is arrogance. And we should not confuse the two concepts. Arrogance and the desire for covet are two separate things. Generally, they go together. But actually, arrogance means when a person considers himself superior. Even if he doesn't necessarily seek covet, sometimes he thinks it's not necessary. I'm important without having anybody give me recognition. And covenant can be without Gaiva. person cannot consider himself important, and still he has a lust for glory. He desires to get it anyhow. Of course, in most people, it's covenant plus Gaiva, and many other things. And therefore, in order to be a Nauti, a considerable amount of work is required in order to remedy the illness of Midas. And now he tells us that's only part of the subject. Up to now, I include many of the details of this subject of purity of character. But that's only a model of being enough for all the other mistress. I mean, some things are included in specific mistress. Like the mitzvah, let's say, of giving charity, of doing chesed, the mitzvah of fulfilling a, a tiny seaboard, mitzvah of having kosher tefillin and mezuzahs, mitzvah of carefulness and kashas, very many, many mitzvahs which require also purity in fulfilling them. And then, of course, Midas. Midas are very many in number, besides those enumerated above. All kinds of qualities of character, negative and positive, and it's important for a person who wants to study the subject to know beforehand what's involved. 
because he didn't tell us everything. And there's some svarim that deal specifically with details of the midas. But all the mitzvahs and all the midas require purification. A wise man should listen to these examples that he gave and he will add wisdom of his own by applying it to many other things. And the understanding man will acquire stratagems. It means you need stratagems. You have to learn how to deal with yourself many times by special tactics, ways and means of even deceiving yourselves into righteous attitudes. I'll give you an example. When a person is too lustful in a certain area, but it requires energy to carry out his lusts, if you can utilize the media of indolence, laziness, and say it's too much work, it's better to take it easy. Why should I toil and wear myself out in order to gain recognition and covet by making more money, I'll try to live a comfortable, quiet life. Now, he is combating the meter of Radifa Sarkovit, or Radifa Sarmaman, is combating it with the meter of Asa. Now, Asa's laziness is not a good meter, but you can take the negative meter of laziness and use it to combat other negative meters. Or sometimes, when a person, let's say, has a tendency for immorality with women, and he thinks it'll harm his reputation as COVID, and nobody wants to lose his reputation, so his desire for COVID will cause him to be more careful in his behavior. So he uses a negative meter of COVID to combat a more dangerous meter of immorality. And so there are stratagems. Many times, the stratagems that you can pick up from the Psukim in the Torah and many strategies are found in Mishle, and many strategies are found in the Gemara, but the battle requires Tarbulah. Like I said, is Tarbulah, you should make war with strategy. You can't just go and fight without any plan. Many times, a person can save himself a great deal of difficulty if he knows the ins and outs, how to deal with the qualities of character, by means of tactics and strategies. Now he admits this, I cannot deny there's a certain amount of labor for a man to arrive at this purity of character. He admits, I'm not saying it's easy. Still, I will tell you, that we don't need as much labor as it may seem superficial. The Yesohara makes it seem like a mountain. And who can climb such a mountain of virtue? And therefore it's a waste of time even thinking about it. No, that's a Yesohara. The truth is, even though it's not so easy, but it's not as difficult as it seems. Thinking about it makes it seem more than actual acting. Once you start doing it, you discover it's not that difficult. If a man puts into his mind the ambition, the goal, and he puts in his mind a permanent attitude in order to gain this good quality. Once a person sets in his mind that he intends to acquire this good quality of Nikias, 
a little bit of practice that he accustoms himself to this habit it will become much easier than he was able to think beforehand that's something that the experience shows so what is he telling us here he's telling us there is a certain amount of work involved but we shouldn't be discouraged because the Yetzirah attempts to make it more difficult than it is and once a person puts in his mind a serious earnest desire to become better and he starts doing it he'll discover that in actual practice it's much easier than he thought say that inside just a word a word about this subject when he came upon the scene provided our people was a tremendous opportunity to make progress in their lives as sincere Jews. Now you might ask, what did they do before he came? It's the same as saying, what did people do before they discovered medicines and antiseptics and prophylactics and vitamins? They did what they could do. But now that they all discovered, anyone who neglects the benefits of the medicines that became known lately is being careless and is reckless to avoid using all their medicines and antiseptics and vitamins just because the old generation did not use them nobody will say that but now that we have them it's nothing but common sense that we do use them and now we have a serious Yisholim it would be very great error for people to neglect this study. It's a study that can help even reading it once, even not practicing, not following his admonitions. But knowing the subject is also a very great achievement, just to know what it's all about. You shouldn't be a ksila, a fool of walks in darkness. If you learn a solution from cover to cover, you have made a very great change in your mind. A tremendous difference from before. Of course, if you learn it twice, even better. If you try to apply some of it in practice, even better. But I want to emphasize, even though you never tried at all to fulfill it, you try to understand what he's saying, however. You studied his words. You listened to the words. You thought about them. You try to understand merely the ideas that he's teaching as going to make a revolution in our minds and our character. The methods of acquiring this meter of purity the true method of acquiring this purity who has modas as the constant reading and the words of the because the halachas remind you of the importance and therefore a person 
was impressed with it but in constant contact with the halachas can become a noki or the subjects of instruction in Musar that urge a person to be more didactic in mitzvahs so two things learning halachas and learning Musar that is, is the most effective way of becoming a Naki. When a person is not in contact with halachas, only he remembers what he once learned, it has a vague impression on the mind. And when a person does learn halachas, but it doesn't learn that part of the Torah that urges and inspires, then the halachas sometimes remains as technicalities to learn and not to be fulfilled. So you need both in order to become an Anaki. And he said that's the most effective way of acquiring the keys. He in the because after it already became convinced to a man the necessity for the keys and the urgency of it. After he already acquired the previous attitudes of the hearers, which means yes, general carefulness, and Zerizis means readiness and alacrity to do what's right, because those readers come before us, Nikias. Now, by being busy in the ways of acquiring these readers, for his and keeping away from those things that are obstacles to these meters. After a person has broken through the barriers of Zahiras and Zerizas, he no longer Now, no barriers remain to prevent him from acquiring the keys. Only the knowledge of the details of mitzvahs. When a person has first mastered or studied the midas of the hearers and Zerizis, now what's most important is to be impressed with the details of the mitzvahs. That he shouldn't think in general it's sufficient to be mekayim, but you have to know how important every plot, every detail is. And that's the subject of the keys, and that's why it's so important to learn the halachas constantly, and also to be in contact with the Musa that urges him to think about the details. In order to be careful in all of them, because if he doesn't spend time studying the mitzvahs, and doesn't spend time learning Musa about these things, then even though he is a Zohia and the Zohis, He'll satisfy himself with the general surah of the thing. When it comes to details, he might think it's not necessary at all to be a Zoya and a Zoya. Say up here. Now, according to what he said before, included in the study of the halachas and in the study of the Musar is the awareness that sometimes he himself is faulty. Because when a person is not busy by being in contact with the Allahs, 
He cannot be aware sometimes he himself is transgressing them. Like let's say, Roshan Hora, or Kaas, or Sinas Chilom, he may be immersed in these Averas without being aware that he's doing it. There's a Zohir in many things, and a Zohir in many things, and still, if he doesn't learn Halachas of Roshan Hora, or Halachas of Pinodom Lachavere, like he mentioned before in this parish, then he'll never be aware that he is the man who's doing it. And therefore, in order that he should realize that his ways have to be improved, he must personally be in contact with learning and be in contact with Musa. It's very necessary for him to know the halachas thoroughly, and not only to know them, to constantly be in contact with them, to be reminded of the details, to know the branches of these commandments, how far they reach. Many times he says, that's not included in Sinas Chinam. That's not Lashon Hora at all. I'm not guilty of such things. But when a man is in constant contact, then he is more aware when he does something wrong. It's necessary for him constantly to read in those svarim that explains the details. Now, of course, one of the svarim is the Sheshorim. Because he's been studying details of mitzvahs until now, details of Gaiva, details of Adifas HaKovet, details of other readers that need ticking constantly. In order to renew in his mind the memory of these things, the awareness of these things. Now, if he's constantly reading such volume, the Ozvada she is then he surely will be served in order to fulfill them. Say that. This is an explanation of his first remarks that the most effective way of acquiring the keys is to be constantly in contact with learning and with Musa. Also in a matter of a person's character. Not only when it comes to mitzvahs, practical mitzvahs, a person must constantly be reminded in a matter of mitzvahs even more. It's necessary for him to read the statements of Musa in the old ones like in Mishlei or in the Gemara or the Svarim like the Chavis Halvavis and the Siddhas Sharam and Shara Shuvah it happens many times even after a man has decided to be one of the very careful people, not everybody had decided that. But let's say this man made up his mind sincerely, and he desires to be among the ones who are very medagdic. It's still possible he should be guilty in details. Because the knowledge didn't come to them. He's not aware that this applies to him. 
When you learn again and again, and you learn the details, many examples, so then when it occurs to you, you recognize that this is it. But if you learn just in general, or you remember just in general, and the details are not fresh in your memory, so it's quite possible that you're transgressing the details and don't even understand that you are doing a sin. Nobody is born naturally a chacham. And nobody can know everything. We find in the Gemara, even a great man who said, I made a mistake. The greatest man admitted he made errors. But by reading it constantly, he becomes reminded what he didn't know. And he is burning and they look into things and more in what he didn't think, understand at first I mean, even though he learned it at first but he never really thought into it and by spending more time on it he starts thinking into it and he realizes it that his previous knowledge was so superficial that it actually didn't have any effect on him even things you cannot find in Swahim he has to search in his mind, and his mind will produce for him counsel and advice what to do. When his mind is awake in this matter, it means because he learned Tzfarim, so his mind is now reminded about this subject. He goes himself, and he looks on all sides in his mind, and he creates new inyonim from the fountain of truth. Now that's an important point he's saying now, because most times it's not enough for this father say. A man must have recourse to his own mind, and from his own mind he receives the greatest guidance in his life. However, that's only when the mind is interested, is awake in these subjects. How can his mind be aware of these subjects? If it's in constant contact with these subjects, so his mind thinks, and is mechadish, and he finds guidance. And that's a very important point, because most of the situations in life are not found in Svarim. And though, although by learning Svarim you learn many details that could apply to you, but there's still very, very many details that you might never find in the Sefer. You might say this is different. It doesn't apply to me. But when a man is in contact with this subject, so his mind is able to calculate, to figure out, and you'll see exactly what's right and wrong from his own reason. Say that. Point is especially worth noting because people who are sincere will discover from their own minds additional information which is even worth putting into Svarim by thinking along these lines because he's in constant contact with learning with Musa his mind in Mechadish new things from the moksha of the depths of his mind and these things are valuable contributions and that's how some of the great men put it down in Svarim and we read what they themselves were mechadish from their mind, 
even though these things are not found in any earlier Svarim. And yet their contributions are also Torah. Just like you find a number of things in the Gemara that they set from their own minds without any kind of tradition behind it. I found nothing better for the health than to keep quiet. That's a Hiddish. For the Neshama, we know it's good to keep quiet. But for the body, for the health, but he found it in his mind. He thought about it. And there are many statements like that that came from the mind and by thinking that way, a man creates his own sefer, his own svarim of Musa, and many times it's more useful to him because it applies to him personally. Sadi David. The bottom paragraph. The Omnum. But, it means in truth, although he said just before specific obstacles to the Midah of Nikias, but Mavsidi Amido Azais Hinehem Kol Mavsidi Azirus. The obstacles of this Midah are also the same obstacles as the very first and the second. Zeros and Zerizos. Among those things he said <coughs> was Letzonis. Having an attitude that nothing is important. Belittling, ridiculing as a mafsid to everything. Not taking things seriously. Another mafsid was wrong company. If you associate with the wrong people as a barrier to any kind of progress. Another mafsid we learn is to being too busy, going places, running here and there, doing everything except doing was for your own benefit, taking care of yourself. And people in general are too busy and don't think about themselves. Now these mafsidim are just as applicable to Nikias as they are to the previous ones. But in addition to them, the special barrier, an obstacle for Nikias, a lack of knowledge of Dinim and Musa. He already spoke about that before. In order to be an okay, a person must be informs of many details details in halacha and also details in musa very many details kimo shukasaf like you mentioned above ukvar omru zuchayin halacha lo amores chosit a person who has not learned it in amores cannot be a chosit a chosit means somebody who is devoted to Hashem more than other people you cannot be a real chosid unless you know what to look for, what to be aware of, what you must do. And there are many things that people are not aware of in halachas and not aware of in Musarim. Kimi yoda, If he didn't know, didn't learn, he cannot fulfill. Talmud, Talmud is how great is learning. 
share maybe that they might say brings to doing X. Without learning, however, you won't be able to do the X. Say that. Oh. If you see in actual life, you'll observe how many times people are nichshal in serious things, not because of having wrong character or wrong intentions. They never learn. However, the blame for not learning is a very serious blame. Even though what they did was nothing because ignorance, yet the fact that they're ignorant is the biggest blame. And people are sinning all the time, not aware how serious the Averas are. And you must learn the details, you must learn the morality of these details as a Musa. A great deal of learning is necessary in order not to be a Russia. People are actually Rishoyim. How could be a Russia if he has a good character? The answer is a good character can be a most dangerous person if he doesn't know what he's supposed to do, what he's not supposed to do. He's a man of good character. And he seems to be a very fine person. He and his wife are always calling each other names hurting her other feelings for years and years. Doesn't even enter their mind that each time they give each other a shtuch with some mean word, it's worse than if you rob somebody of his money. Worse. Like you said. I know Azwam is worse. And they're doing it all the time. They're harming other people. And now they're aware of what they're doing. A man passes you on the street and just as his face passes your face, he gives a big cough. Is a Roshi Gomor. To make you sick, Khalilah. So don't think about it. You never heard of it? As you walk by, don't cough until you pass the next person. Now, these things are in the numbers of myriads. It's remarkable how many they are. Of course, I'm always thinks it's not important, it's not important, it's Lutzonis. The sun is to say things are not important. And that's one of the three things that are a barrier even for the first first meter later on it say nothing is important only the things I'm accustomed to do or willing to do they're important things I never heard of or things that I don't like to do are unimportant that's a real let's and that's why Akkadish Baruch says our let's is going to be destroyed because he never learned how not to be a let's you must learn how not to be a let's and that's what we're learning with the Shoshana from now he's explaining a higher madriga called Prishus. Prishus means to abstain. Now you might say, what are they left to talk about? We studied such high degrees of perfection of Nikias. He says, don't worry. There's a great deal to go, even beyond Nikias. A Prishus he, Tchilas it's the beginning of Chassidus. is what you're going to talk about later. But the preface to Chassidus is precious. Now precious, after all, is based on self-control. Self-control and good habits that are call, caused by self-control. It's either self-control or good habits caused by self-control. And it means to separate from wrong things. We have to separate not only 
from the most crude form of the sin, even more, more delicate forms of the sin, we try to avoid. That's precious. To keep away even from things that are not completely recognized as sins. But here you'll see. Shekol ma Whatever we learned until now is necessary to be a tzaddik. But a tzaddik is not a chosid. A tzaddik means only a person who is not a chosid, that's all. Tzaddik means he is a just man. But it doesn't mean he is a beloved man. It doesn't mean he is a model. No. He's a just man. However, in order to be a chosid, we must prepare ourselves in a different way. So everything we learned until now is a preface to the career of a tzaddik. And from now on, we're learning how to prepare for the career of chosid. Omikan lahol, from now on, who is she a chosid? He should be a chosid. Now people can say, well, that much I don't have to bother anymore. We can close the safe up. Stop coming. You must know that from now on is going to say things that are so important for us in our daily lives that we can say, how can you be a tzaddik without them? Now we understand as follows. I give a muscle. A man can be a tzaddik, always quite selfish. He won't harm anybody, won't take anybody's money, but he's not interested much in helping people. That's a tzaddik. But tzaddik means you cannot accuse him. How can you accuse him? He didn't do anything wrong. The fact that he didn't do many good things, that's a different story. A chosid is somebody who has acquired these characteristics on the scale of doing things in order to please Hashem. Not only just to be an innocent man. He wants to please Hashem. And to please Hashem, you have to step a little line outside the line of duty. A little beyond the line of duty. When so appreciates in Achsidus compared to Achsidus. Precious is just like Zahiris is like a preface to Zahiris Zahiris means to be careful and watch your step but it doesn't include doing things with energy and alacrity and enthusiasm and Zahiris is the next step not only watch your step from doing wrong Sur Merah also Aseito that's Zahiris same as also Precious is the Sur Merah of the higher Madrege and Precious is Aseito or the higher Madrega of Chesidus. The first one is to turn away from doing evil. Zahiras in comparison to Zahiras and Precious in comparison to Chesidus. Let's understand once more. We're learning now the Surmera of Chesidus. The Asay Toib of Chesidus will be explained later. But the Sumer al-Chesidus also is a very important subject. And we're going to see that these things can benefit us in our daily lives even though we'll never do them. The mere fact of learning, learning these things is so valuable to us that even though we won't ever become a Chosid, it's already an eye-opener just to know about it. Behinei, Kalala preaches the rule of this subject of precious, who mashomra, so in the Bible, kadesh asmecha bemutalach. Make yourself holy, even in that which is permissible. It means stepping 
a little beyond the line of duty, even when it's not necessary, still you add a little more. And that little more is already precious. Very big madrigal. If everybody would just keep the line of duty, they'd be tzaddikim. But precious is their first step into the realm of chassidus. Said, Lo Amor is chassid. Amoris can be a tzaddik, but not a chassid. Doesn't mean Amoris is a tzaddik, but he could be a tzaddik. But a chassid, no. Chassid is somebody who learned what to do next. After you become a decent, observant man, Sherman misses. What's next? But HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the love is his chassidim. That's the meaning of the word itself, precious. In order to separate and keep himself distant away from the thing. Not only that he doesn't do the thing that's wrong, but he even keeps away from it with a special amount of caution. That special amount, that's called precious. It makes something that's permissible forbidden to him. It's permissible. And still, he said, to me, it's not permissible. He wants to add a little more to build a fence around the regular observance by adding to it, making the fence stronger. And the intention is, he shouldn't come in collision with the Easter itself. By being more careful, Go beyond the line of duty, he'll be more sure not to transgress what his duty is. For in now explains. Anything from which there could be created something that might cause harm, might cause wrongdoing. Even right now, it doesn't cause it, but the thing that it might do might be a cause to do wrongdoing that's called precious certainly if it's not evil itself evil itself he surely avoids he keeps away and he separates from it so now you know what precious is precious means to add more abstinence more self-control a little more self-denial than the regular obligations. And that's going to keep people already, not only tzaddikim, but it'll keep them now in the beginning of the career of Hasid. Say that. He begins explaining. <coughs> the subdivisions of precious. Bisbeinen, you look into this, you see there are three degrees of progress in this subject. One is to talk about what's also, to explain what's also, and also a second 
תקונס חכמים, הם הגזרס והמשמורס שגוזו חכמים זרועים לבוכה על כל ישראל. So we have so far two degrees. First is what's absolutely awesome from the Torah. The second is what the Chachomim added, Tzakonis, in order to keep people away from being over under the Indoraisa. And the third, the Yesh, Ahir Chekim, Shemutal al Kol Porish or Porish Lashes. There are certain distances that every person who is a Porish must keep. He must voluntarily distance himself from certain things. To go into his own property, it means to do things which he is permitted to do, but he causes himself to be forbidden to do, and he builds fences for himself. It means even though the Chachamah didn't forbid them, he himself creates his own prohibitions. To leave over even what's permissible. That we're not forbidden by the Chachamah to all Yisrael. And he himself separates voluntarily from them. And only that he should be more distant away from what's wrong. Now, What's also minatayla? Of course, everyone should learn, and everyone is obliged to keep that. That's the minimum precious that call Yisrael Amuchayim. A second minimum precious with the Chachamim instituted takhanis to keep us away from the derisa is also obligatory on call Yisrael. And the third is the area in which he wants to talk now. That's when a person adds. What is permissible, he voluntarily distanced himself from what was forbidden by encroaching on the territory of permissiveness in order to keep far, further away from the Chet, Sedan and Sain. Now he asks a question. The whole paragraph now will be one question. From where do we know such a principle to add to what's forbidden. Isn't it enough what the Torah made forbidden? That you come to add of your own accord some more things? So we see the Chachomim disapprove of adding new Isurim. Whatever the Chacham saw in their wisdom that is necessary to make forbidden for last Mishmeras and to make a fence around it, they did it already. And that what they left over as should be permissible is because they understood that it's proper that this should be permissible. Lowly so it shouldn't be forbidden. Otherwise they themselves would have added that to the issue of So why should we add new decrees upon ourselves that the Chachamim did not see fit 
to a decree Be'oid. and other saying ruler dollars there's no limit the name is really came or the if so the man comes out that he's desolate and is afflicted is afflicted in many areas which people could have done in order to live a normal life and this man can't live a normal life because he made so many prohibitions to make things also to him and he wouldn't have any benefit from the world at all he wouldn't enjoy the world at all that a man will someday have to give an account before Hashem what his eyes saw and he didn't want to use to eat so we see that our God's brother gave us the good things of this world and Lord we should enjoy them and of course our purpose is by eating the things that he gives us we come to appreciate and to praise him and to love him more so therefore there's a purpose in having permission to do those permissible things those things that were permissible and was able to eat and still this man forbade himself to eat so he's going to have to give an account for doing such a wrong thing and they brought a pussy to support it whatever my eyes requested I did not deny them he didn't deny himself whatever his eyes saw so it seems that it's a praiseworthy thing to utilize this world in order to be happy so how can you say that precious to add additional fences in his surim is a praiseworthy thing say that on the next paragraph he devotes himself to the subject of proving that the Chachomim advise and recommend that we should add Yisurim. So now we have two contradictory attitudes. In the previous paragraph, he showed that they disapproved of adding additional Yisurim. And the following paragraph will prove that they hold that a person should add Yisurim. And on the next page, he'll explain the real answer. Hatshuva, the answer to the first question is, This abstinence, which he's talking about now, certainly is necessary and is essential. And the Chachomim admonished us to do that. And they explained, you should be holy, you should be prushim, which means you should separate voluntarily from certain things. So you see, you should add Yisurim of your own. A person keeps a fast day, he's called a holy man. And he denied himself food for an entire day. And that makes him a Kodesh. So we see they approve of fasting. They learned it from a Nazar, because the Nazar is called Kodesh, because he has denied himself wine. But a person has denied himself food entirely for the day, he's surely a Kaddish. The Sadi eats to satiate himself. Whatever he needs, he eats. What does that mean? They put on his table, table of a king, two pounds of vegetables. And that's what he ate, ate vegetables.
and he could have eaten all kinds of luxuries. But he ate only to satiate himself, but not merely to enjoy. So they're uh, praising his cure for denying himself pleasures. When he was about to leave this world, he raised up his ten fingers on high and he said, you know Hashem, I didn't enjoy things of this world, even with my smallest finger. Now Rabbi was a millionaire, and yet he made it his business to have as few pleasures as possible. I don't know. Rather than when a person prays that Torah should enter into him, he should better pray. They shouldn't eat and drink too much. A person should pray. He should not be addicted to eating and drinking. Now here it takes it to mean that it's a mitzvah to limit yourself in what you eat and drink. Now, all these statements show openly the necessity for precious and an obligation to fulfill it. But now we see the two contradictory attitudes. But still we have to explain all those statements that seem to show the opposite. So now we're going to begin explaining when precious is advisable and when precious is not to be approved. Say that. Before he asked Akasha, we have two sources that are contradictory. One attitude represented by Sukim and Mamole Chazal is that it is not praiseworthy to add Chumras and Isurim beyond what the Torah commanded us, except what the Chachamim made. For well, another set of statements and Psukim that it's considered a virtue to be a Machmea and to be more Polish and to separate yourself beyond the line of duty. So that's a contradiction. And I want to answer Wu Ein and Wu Ois, where you should, when you should not be a Polish. The bottom line. The matter is like this. Certainly, there are many distinctions and principles involved in this matter. Not a simple matter. There are certain kind of abstinence of separation of homeless that we're commanded to do. All of the guilty possible. And there are certain kinds of precious that were warned not to stumble and make a mistake by doing it. Don't be too much of a tzaddik. So we see sometimes a person can make a mistake and think he is being a tzaddik but overdoing it. First step to you. We understand when he said don't be too much of a tzaddik, it means don't think you're a tzaddik. By doing these things, you think you're a tzaddik, but you're not. Because when you do the wrong things, even though it makes you think you're a tzaddik, sometimes you're the opposite of a tzaddik. How are you going to explain that? Unavoy Atta first will explain how precious, how toiv, the good form 
of Chumras. One is considered admirable to be moisive and to be machmer more than you're expected to do. Remember what's that? Kihine, Achav, Shehiz, Boyalano, Hayes, called the Yonder Olam Nisiyan Since it was explained at the beginning of the Sefer that everything in the world was made for the purpose of testing us, everything in the world is made for the purpose of testing men, if they'll use their free will correctly, like we said above, and we proved it with proofs. And also it became true to us. We were convinced how greatly a person is weak, is vulnerable to yield to do wrong things. We care about how close a man's mind is to all wrong things. Even a good man has to know that he's close to do sins. It's a weakness of human nature. Akodish Bolo caused us to have certain instincts that make us probable or possible to sin. And therefore, it's necessary to be careful. It's necessary to make precautions. Therefore, it becomes absolutely clear. Hechach means you're forced to admit that it's clear. Whatever a man is able to do to escape from these things is proper to do. Whatever is necessary to keep far away from doing wrong things, a person should do. In order he should have more shmirah, to be more on guard against the evil that can come as a result, but as a result of these things. Sometimes, when you're doing something which in itself is not wrong, but it is quite possible it could lead to something wrong. For instance, a man made a partner in a business with a woman. So I told him he should break the partnership. To be a partner with a woman is a sarkana. That's all. A from woman, and here's a from man, but it's fire and water, it's a sarkana. Many things like that. Arof wrote to me, he was Megayagiris, and now wherever he goes, she follows him. And it's a sarkana, he told me, he doesn't know what to do. It's a sarkana. <laughs> but not only that, in many areas, people have to be on guard in many things. There isn't any pleasure in the world that wouldn't be able to draw along with it some sin as a result. Eating, sleeping, everything in the world can sometimes bring a sin. Eating and drinking. Even if it's pure from any isa of eating. This is a perfectly kosher food. He named with It's certainly permissible. But filling the belly brings on revolt and rebelliousness. When a person's belly is always full, he always has enough to eat, or even more than enough, it causes him to be in a mood of looking for more things, looking for trouble, looking for thrills, and a person who is always full of food is a dangerous person. 
he himself can do anything like he says and the second parasha if you'll do mitzvahs you'll fulfill my Torah I'm going to give you plenty of food for your health and so forth that's a reward you'll eat and you'll be satiated that's a reward for doing good things but it says he when you eat and you're satiated watch out even though you're eating because of a reward from mitzvahs but when you eat and you satiate, he shomulochem, watch out, can you still love him? Or mishte drinking wine, meshech achrov hazunus, wine brings on zunus, who show me the other wicked things. The course again, she be so the margalas means be a machilashina, certainly, the person accustoms himself to much eating and drinking. If one time he'll be lacking from his habit that is accustomed to eat all that he wants, it'll hurt him. And he'll feel it exceedingly. So when a person sometimes doesn't get all that is accustomed to get, he becomes very much excited and he might do wrong things. Because of that, to bring himself into the most utmost labor for business. He worked overtime to have more money in order to spend on these additional luxuries that he likes to spend on food. He doesn't need ordinary food. He says, spend your food. Gourmet things, it costs a good deal of money. Now to maintain such a table, he has to work more than other people. And he has a labor in acquiring of property. In order that the table should be set according to his wishes. Now when a man gets into this way of living, an expensive way of living, from that he goes into injustice and in dishonesty. In order to maintain his very expensive standard of living, you might even go into dishonest things. Omisham, Elashwis, he might swear falsely sometimes when he has to be confronted with people whom he wronged in business. And all other sins that can result from the necessity to earn a great deal of money to maintain his standards. And and he removes himself from serving Hashem and from learning Torah and from Tefillah doesn't go to a minion anymore because he's too busy what he would have been free he would have been liberated from all these things if at the beginning he had not drawn himself into these pleasures the same said about a ben a wicked son. It says there, on the Torah, I'll serve that. He understood that there's a son who's a zealot of service. He likes to eat more than normal, and he likes to drink more than normal. What's going to be his end? The end will be when he won't be able to support himself. He'll go out and be a highwayman. He'll be a robbery. So the Torah says, better let him die now. Amisa of rather let him wait until he develops into a murderer or some other form of wrongdoer. When he sees a woman who is spoiled because of her misconduct, 
and she's suspected of doing something wrong with another man. So when you ever see such a thing, what should be your reaction? You should separate yourself from wine. If that's what can happen when people drink too much, they can go into such disasters and tragedies. So we have to take it to heart and see that we do not indulge much in wine. So we see that luxuries do cause people to come and to do very serious sins. Say the paragraph. Right now, right now is explaining this side of the question when it's necessary, imperative for people to add precautions. Later I'll talk about the other side, when you should not be excessive, when you shouldn't overdo it. But right now, he's presenting this point. And you will see, this is a great stratagem for a man, in order to rescue himself from his Yetzirah, by keeping away, not only from this sin, but by keeping away from things that are close to this sin, that's the stratagem. Once he'll be in the place where the sin is close to the sin, it'll be difficult for him to overcome his yesat and to restrain it. Therefore, as long as he's still far away and he doesn't have the urge yet to do anything wrong, he should continue to remain far away. He shouldn't risk coming close. No, then I'll be able to fight back. No. In order to make sure, don't even come close enough that the thing should present itself to you. She always, because then, when you come close, you know, when you're far away, it'll be difficult for the Asia to bring you close. When a person is close to the Yetzirah, will find it easy to overcome him. When a person is far away, and he doesn't have the Yetzirah yet, so the Yetzirah has to do two things. He has to bring him close, and after that he has to cause him to yield to do the sin. That much the Yetzirah won't find it so easy. And that's why if you're far away, you have more chances of surviving. See after here. You might ask a question. How is it possible that we shouldn't exert ourselves in our business in buying and selling to persuade someone to agree to the price and to the value of the merchandise? Before it seemed that any attempt to praise a thing more than it's worth would be considered deception. 
So then how can you do business if you're not going to praise the merchandise? And tell them this is good merchandise. So he states, yes, but there's a big difference in this matter. If it's for the purpose of demonstrating, of pointing out to the customer the value of the object, the benefits that it has, the various gadgets, the things that are useful that he may not know about, the good points he may not notice, that kind of effort is good and righteous as business. What if it's a purpose of covering up the faults, the blemishes of the object? Deception and it's also. And that's a great rule in general about honesty in business. You have a right when you are selling a house to point out this house has locks, good locks, house has good hardware everywhere, has plenty of rooms, rooms are roomy. And even if you want, you can have them bake bread and the day when the customer comes to inspect the house, when the customer comes to look at a new house to buy, the children tell you to bake bread that day, because the odor of bread makes the house more attractive. You feel more like buying a house with the odor of baked bread. That's what they do, by the way. The children tell you to bake bread today. Somebody's coming to look the house over to buy from you. That's not cheating. That's not cheating. The house feels nice and homey. But suppose he wants to deceive you that something is wrong in the house and not let you know about it. Now you don't have to tell him the faults. But to cover up the faults and say it's very good when it's not good at all, then that's called Oinoe as deception as also. Say that aside. I won't speak in a matter of false measures. Shari Befelish Kosobahem, the Torah wrote openly about false measures. Teavas Hashem called Oisraela. Is hated by Hashem anyone who does that. When let's say the scales don't register property properly. Or the calculators that calculate the price don't work right. Or if the yardstick is too short or other things when the measures are wrong that's called Tevas Hashem the Omru Zuchan of Ove Koshe Oyenshen Shalmidus Manishel Arayas the punishment for wrong measures is worse than the punishment for immoral acts immoral acts you do Tshuva of course you have to do Tshuva not so simple but Tshuva is possible but when people are being cheated by measure, you can't do any shuva because it's not one person who was wronged by you. And go look for all the people who did business with you and were deceived by your faulty measures. 
ואומר שדה עשיתם, וכאמח מידי סוב אחת לשלושים יום. אמן, הוא דוס ביזנס, on a big scale, so once in 30 days he must wipe off all of his weights, because some stuff stick to the scales, and therefore he may be doing injustice. וכל כך לא מועז דעת. כדי שלא יחסו ולא דס, ולא יחסו,ולאודס,ולאודס,ולאודס,ולאודס,ולאודס,ולאודס,ולאודס,ולאודס,ולאודס,ולאודס,ולאודס,ולאודס,ולאודס,ולאודס,ולאודס,ולאודס
And don't let any injustice dwell in your tents. She always then, when you do such a thing, that you become pure of wronging people in money matters, your face will be elevated above any blemish. You'll be perfect. I have nothing to fear. Say that. Skip, because actually we're far ahead of this. We're on Saudi Ches. So the little bit of review is all right. We're on Saudi Ches, four lines down, three lines down from the top. This review, the truth is, you have to review it constantly. Never enough to review it. People think they landed once. No, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't enter the mind at all. If you keep on reviewing it, years and years, finally one day it starts penetrating there. That's how it is. Now the third line on Sadiches. The relations with one's wife. Mutarasi Hetagom is perfectly permissible. Omnam but the Chachomim instituted the practice in the times of the Gemara that a Balkari has to go to the Mikveh. A man should go to the Mikveh if he became a Balkari. Why is that? According to Isaac's requirement, that men should not be so frequent with their wives like chickens. Chickens are always busy trying to procreate. But human beings have to live with a certain amount of self-control. And therefore they made a tacon in the times of the Tanoim and Amoraim that when a person was with his wife, he has to go to the mikveh. Some people even today still keep that. Although the act itself is perfectly permissible, Omlankor but it can stamp upon a man a certain slavery to such a passion. If a person becomes too much involved in that, he becomes enslaved to that passion. And therefore, it's good if it's limited by a certain amount of self-control. Because if a person allows himself to be slaved in a permissible thing, he'll be drawn to things that are positive. Once a passion gets hold of that person, then it'll extend beyond the things that are permissible, and it'll also reach out to unpermissible things. Okay, a small organ in a person must be, if he's satiated, he always yields to that little ego. Or if he becomes very hungry, must be, if you make him hungry, so if he's satiated, so the more a person yields to his desires, the more he becomes enslaved to those desires. Well, that, even in a time when it's proper, in a time when it's right, even at a time when he's doing whatever was necessary and proper, he made sure that he didn't become too much involved. I'm not telling us for everybody. However, he's saying, it's good for a person to keep in mind that he shouldn't become enslaved. He acted like he was forced into it in order to shout out he's not enslaved. That's not for everybody, and therefore I'm not going to even explain it. But the general principle is a person shouldn't go all out and think that because it's permissible, he can sell himself into the hands of this type. He must be able to be temperate and self control even at No part of this lecture may be reproduced in any form 
even for personal use.